We invite your light tonight. We invite your power tonight. And we invite your grace tonight. And Lord, we ask you to come and speak to us, minister to us. We love you. We adore you. We honor you. Just do what you want to do tonight, Lord. We love you, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Are we ready to receive from the word? There's something that we do when we start receiving from the word. Can we just come a little closer? Let's not be scattered. If we can just come as close as possible. Thank you. Thank you so much. Everyone, thank you so much. May the Lord bless you. A few more seats. Thank you. Thank you so much, Elder. Elder, I, I saw a, a, a dream. I, I woke up with a dream this afternoon. I, I saw you in my dream. I, uh, uh, you know, like if, if I was very tired, so I fell asleep in the afternoon. And when I woke up, um, it was like you look different in the dream. And I saw you like singing before a throne and I, 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 I didn't see who was on the throne but I understood that it's the throne of God um, and then I saw that you're singing and you're worshipping and you know the, the voice at which you were singing your, uh, your you know the, the pitch the scale all of that you were singing was so beautiful I couldn't believe that was you like in my I'm trying to debate is this really the person that I know so I'm coming to check, uh, I'm coming close to you to check if that's really you. And um, b- because that's that, the kind of voice that you were singing in, it was really beautiful. So I, I, I truly believe that everything that you're doing in this season is worship unto God. You may not see it like that, but the Lord uh, sees it as a very sweet smelling aroma. That, that, that your life, your voice, your word, uh, you, you're not doing it unto man. The Lord says that you're doing it to my presence. You're, you're, you're placed before my throne. And uh, uh, so I just want to encourage you by saying that the Lord sees your worship. The Lord sees your worship. You know, I, I've never seen a dream uh, like that. And especially in the afternoons, I don't see a dream. And even if I see a dream, I don't remember a dream. Uh, but, but I was very amazed to see that dream. Uh, may the Lord uh, continue to honor your worship. May the Lord continue to... Uh, cause your worship uh, to be um, uh, something that um, it will be an it will be exemplary for others that it will be exemplary for others yeah well that being said if the lord leads you to sing please join the worship team because what i saw in my dream was was really really beautiful and uh, yeah are you all excited to continue the study of the book of joel we have been, uh, we've been reading through the book of Joel one verse at a time and trying to pick on what the Lord is speaking to us, pick on what the Lord wants to reveal to us. And as we, um, as we uh, do this, my prayer is that we will, we will not uh, hesitate for a day, for a moment also to reproduce what God is speaking to us with the church. You know, so that's why we're giving you opportunity after the service is over to to come and share what the Lord showed you during this service, during the time that we were gathered here. So, uh, so that's why I want you to, when you're worshipping, I want you to do that with the heart that Lord, you are about to speak to me 
and you are about to reveal yourself to me, you are about to show yourself to me, you are about to uh, release a fresh understanding into my spirit. And uh, you know, it's okay if you get it wrong. We are a family, we are a, we are a, we are, we are a small family. You know, whatever you share, it doesn't go online. We go offline before you start sharing. Uh, so it remains within the four walls of this church. So it's okay if you get a, get a detail wrong. And even as you come and you want to share with somebody, you're welcome to just uh, share as uh, the Lord leads you. Because I believe that, you know, God is going to cause this time to be um, a, a time where He's going to sharpen our skills of hearing and reproducing it. Do you remember the scriptures that we read? Let's go back to Joel chapter 1 and verse 1 onwards. The Bible says the Lord gave this message to Joel son of Pethuel. Hear this, you leaders of the people. Listen, all who live in the land, uh, in all your history, has anything like this happened before? Tell your children about it in the years to come and let your children tell their children. Pass the story down from generation to generation. After the cutting locust finished eating the crops, the swarming locust took what was left. After them came the hopping locust and then the stripping locust too. Wake up, you drunkards, and weep. Wait, wail, all you wine drinkers. All the grapes are ruined and all your sweet wine is gone. A vast army of locusts has invaded my land, a terrible army too numerous to count. Its teeth are like lion's teeth, its fangs are those of a lioness. It has destroyed my grapevines and it has ruined my fig trees, stripping their bark and destroying it, leaving the branches white and bare. Weep, this is where we studied last night, weep like a bride dressed in, in black, mourning the death of her husband. For there is no grain or wine to offer at the temple of the Lord. So the priests are in mourning, the ministers of the Lord are weeping. That's what we, we studied last night, how there's got to be intimacy in uh, the church intimacy between the bride and the groom that needs to be restored in the church in the body of christ and and that's what we were praying for and, and desiring for that our worship in this season will not be transactional our worship will not be so that we can get something back from god our worship will not be just so that we can pass a time of our a program in our church or our worship will not just be religion or a routine our worship will be so that we can go close and become one with our bridegroom that that will be the heart and as we do that and as each and every one of us take part of it as each and every one of us become passionate about bringing our tithes not just physical tithes don't be just satisfied or content by bringing physical tithes, but even your spiritual passion, your time, your effort, your prayer, your worship, as we all bring into the house of God, the Bible says, then there will be food in my house. That's what it says in Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. 
when you bring everything that you uh, you have received from the lord when you bring it into the house of god then there will be food and then there will be drink and then there will be wine in the house of god otherwise you and i we have to stay in a state of mourning and and crying and weeping and hurting my prayer is that in this season the lord will elevate us amen you know all these things we are still dealing with the problem you've not come to the solutions you know a prophetic message always has to expose the problem and give a solution it cannot just be saying hey you're you you've got this problem you know no hope for you that's how the devil does it god doesn't give you a problem without giving you the solution when the lord gives you a prophetic message he will also come with the solution to rectify that that problem or he will also come with a a a, a way out of that struggle you know when um god appeared to cain cain had this temptation in his heart and god appeared and he this is even before cain killed abel god spoke to him and god said hey you know what i see that sin is crouching at your doorstep if you will if you will rise up and have victory over sin man you 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 will you will walk as a warrior otherwise the sin can have dominion over you so the lord came and he gave him a key to overcome that sin he was not just prophesying that there is a temptation coming he was also giving him a key to overcome that you know you look at jesus speaking to the disciples jesus told them hey i see that you need to watch and pray so that you do not fall into temptation which means jesus was announcing that there is a temptation coming but he was also giving the solution that you if you watch and pray then you will not fall into that temptation so every prophetic message has to come with a solution with has to come with an answer as to how to get out of this so i'm teaching you how to prophesy i'm teaching you how to interpret your visions interpret what the lord is speaking to you anytime the lord speaks to you ask the lord so how so what do we do how do we solve this problem if this is the challenge how do we solve this if you do not have a solution yet then approach your leaders and tell them hey this is the vision that i saw do you know what has to be done to solve this because if i go and tell the person that that person is in, is 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 going to fall into a ditch but i don't tell them what to do to solve that problem then that is incomplete prophecy yeah and the book of joel it is not just telling us the problem later on okay we will come into it not today but later on we will we will go into the detail of the solutions as well but my prayer is also that you will remain in sync with the morning devotions because the morning devotions are specifically meant to develop faith in your spirit and and to develop uh, the the attitude that you have the conversations the words that you speak and and this and that has to go hand in hand if you have this but you don't have that then it will be faith without works or works without faith yeah so we need both uh, now let us go to verse 10 the bible says in joel chapter 1 verse 10 the fields are ruined the land is stripped bare the grain is destroyed the grapes have shriveled and the olive oil is gone do you do you see different levels of losses go back go back it says the field 
uh, the fields are ruined. The first level of destruction is in the agriculture where you sow and you harvest. And, 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 and here, you know, the prophet is saying, look at the state of our fields. This was the place where we were supposed to have a gathering. This was the place where we were supposed to have a harvest. This was a place where we were supposed to reap. This was a place where we were supposed to see results, productivity, answers, solutions. But look at the state of our fields. Our fields are ruined. You know, see, there are different reasons why the fields can be ruined. One, because we were not careful to sow at the right time. If you study the book of Ecclesiastes, you would find these farmers who did not sow at the right time. They were waiting for the rain and they were waiting for the cloud and they were waiting for the climate and everything to fall into place and they never ended up sowing. And some others who were afraid of the enemies and who were, and, and they, they just kept procrastinating their uh, decision to sow. And so in the season of sowing, they never sowed. So now at the end of the day, the fields are lying empty because they never ended up sowing in the first place. Right? The second group of people are those that sleep after sowing. Jesus shared this story of how a farmer and his men, they went out and sowed seeds. And then instead of keeping watch over these seeds that were sown, they went to sleep. And the Bible says in the night, when in the midnight hour, when everybody was sleeping, the enemy came and sowed weeds among the seeds. So, so when the harvest came, there was weeds along with the crop. And, and the problem was that if you pull out the weeds, the entire plant will also have to be pulled out along with the, the weeds. And so, so they had to let the weeds, the bad plant and the good plant grow along all the way further on till the day of harvest. So the second reason why your fields may be ruined is because after sowing, you didn't pay attention to protect your seeds, to protect your garden, to protect your uh, heart, to guard your heart, to guard your family, to guard your community, your church, to, to put proper hedges and fences around it. You know, there is a hedge that God will put around your life and there is a hedge that you need to put around your life. Do you know that? That's why the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Sometimes we outsource the job of guarding our heart to God. Saying, God, you guard my heart. And God has said, you have to guard your own heart. You have to guard your life with all diligence. Because out of it comes all the issues of life. And, and here we are, the fields are ruined. The, the agriculture, the place where harvest is supposed to come either because we did not sow at the right time or because we did not take care after the sowing that, you know, there is now no, no, no crops. There is another reason why there can be no crops so the, the fields can remain ruined. And that's because after sowing or before sowing, we did not make sure to prepare the ground. The Bible talks about how this farmer goes on to sow seeds into different types of ground. Some fell among the footpath and uh, the birds came and eat it up. Uh, some fell among thorns and thistles. 
they had life but the life got destroyed by the thorns and thistles some fell among good ground but you know fell among stony ground so it went in but it did not develop deep roots so it withered and the last category of seeds are the ones that fell in good ground so my 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 prayer is that we will not be uh, the kind of farmers that will just sow seeds wherever we want however we want that we will be the kind of farmers that will prepare the ground that will prepare the you know that we will be intelligent enough to to do our hard work of plowing do you know that you know there any time farmers before they sow seeds they take their tractors and they go and they plow the ground and when you plow the ground all the stones or the rocks that are right underneath that particular area of the soil gets uprooted or gets broken if there is any thorns and thistles that gets taken care of if there is any footpath in the way that gets taken care of and and it it is it, you know it kind of prepares it for good ground and good harvest so my prayer is that we will take all precautions from our side you know harvest at the end of the day comes from the lord it doesn't come because you did all the good job but you cannot do a terrible job at you know your sowing and what goes on before and after your sowing and then put the blame back on god saying god look at my life everybody else has got testimonies but look at my life there is no result that's happening in my life and uh, we cannot blame uh, the 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 teachings that you received you know the bible says in galatians chapter 6 verse 9 do not be mocked for god god is somebody who will I love you to reap what you sow. Whatever you sow is what you will reap. If you will sow apples, you will reap apples. If you sow apples, don't expect to reap jackfruits. Yeah? Whatever you sow is what you will reap. And and the Bible goes on to say verse 10 that's very important. Verse 10 Galatians chapter 6 verse 10 it says, but we have to be careful to not give up Sometimes our challenge is that when we do not see the results when we do not see the fruit when we do not see the harvest at the right time we give up and when when we give up uh it says can we can you give me the last previous verse verse 9 Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 let's read this so let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up so our our challenge is that we sow and then we wait for a harvest no you keep sowing you keep doing it we we do not get tired in the morning and in the evening i don't know if you've been following the the revived nations uh, uh, services in the mornings at 7:30 and that taught this so beautifully Uh, from the book of ecclesiastes how you got to sow in the morning and in the evening it's gone up on podcast today uh, so you can even check it out on uh, spotify and uh, and revive nations podcast and you can find that teaching there how we have to sow in different seasons because you don't know which one of your seeds will work the one in the morning or the one in the evening i mean that's a that's that just blessed my heart so much 
and the bible says let's not get tired of doing what is good because at just the right time we will reap a harvest of blessings if we do not give up let's go back to joel chapter 1 verse 10 the bible says the fields are ruined that's the first level agriculture harvest is not there the second level is that the land the rest of the land where you have to see a house where you have to see a development where you have to see good roads where you have to see productivity and people walking around and people doing life the land is stripped bare where where there has to be uh, prosperity the land is empty and you know if you study all the blessings and curses in the old testament you will see that all of these were specific curses that were spoken in the old testament for disobedience for those that go away from the lord walk away from their love for god that the land will be stripped bare the next word it says the grain is destroyed the grain that had to come you remember we read that yesterday also there is no grain and there is no wine in the house of god the grain is destroyed probably because of the locusts or the invaders then it says the grapes have shriveled now this is very interesting okay you have to pay very close attention to the to the words used there now if the grapes have been attacked by the locusts the grapes will disappear they will not shrivel do you see this it's not necessarily just the locusts there are different types of attacks that is happening here and the bible says and the oil is gone the olive oil is gone the oil is languished or the oil fails the the all the fruits that bring oil it is gone it is disappeared now let's go to verse 11 the bible says therefore all you farmers despair despair all you farmers wail all you wine drinkers weep and so now we have to rewind and check what did god speak yesterday yesterday god was speaking to the bride and god was saying hey the bride in the in this place who is the bride in this place the bride needs to weep it didn't say the groom needs to weep it said the bride needs to weep the priests and the uh, ministers of the temple they need to weep right now today we are we are changing the gear now we are talking about the farmers that need to weep farmers who need to despair so just like we were yesterday when we prayed and we we were uh, we we were discussing the word we said lord restore intimacy like you would like a new newly wedded bride would have intimacy lord you know today we are going to pray and today we are going to ask lord give me the strategy to be a wise farmer to be a wise farmer see every word that is mentioned here it is so that we can appropriate this into our own life and we have to live like this and we have to learn the qualities of the farmer every uh, parable that jesus mentioned in the new testament every story that 
Apostle Paul would use when he's speaking to Timothy, I think this is in 2 Timothy chapter 2, he would say, hey, learn this lesson from the farmers or from the soldiers or from the athletes. Three, three group of people that Apostle Paul talks about in 2 Timothy chapter 2. Farmers, athletes and soldiers. And he says, hey, you need to be like them. You need to imitate their culture. You need to um, be patient like they are. And you need to be disciplined like they are. And you need to be disconnected from the world like soldiers are. And, and here the book of Joel, he says, he's talking to the leaders and he says, all you leaders in Judah, all you that see yourselves as farmers, that see yourselves as wine growers, all of you now need to weep and wail. Why? Why should you weep and wail? It says, because the wheat and the barley and all the crops of the field are ruined. Verse 12, the grapevines have dried up and the fig trees have withered. The pomegranate trees, palm trees and the apple trees and all the fruit trees have dried up. And the people's joy has dried up with them. So the farmers, the Bible says these farmers that are, you know, supposed to be uh, doing agriculture and bringing in fruit and grain and making way for productivity in the land, it is the job of the farmers to make sure that the joy of the people is sustained. That the joy of the people is sustained. So if the farmers do a terrible job, do a miserable job, then eventually the people's joy will dry up along with them. And, you know, I'm sure that all of you have some or the other responsibility in this house. If you don't, I pray that you will pick up some of the other responsibility in this house. And as you pick them up, can you see yourself as a person who is responsible for the happiness of somebody else? For the, for the joy of somebody else. That because of your miscalculation or because of your procrastination or because you took life easy at one point, somebody else's joy has been stolen. Because you did not pray at the right time. Because you did not help them at the right time. Because you did not speak to somebody at the right time. That their joy has dried up because now there is no fruit you know as farmers it's our job to make sure that we we judge the seasons the the times you know if you go to Kerala and especially if you have a grandparent who who lives in the farm you spend time with them you know that they don't need to check the weather app on their phones they know when it is going to rain they just has to they just have to step out of their house they just have to smell and they will know that it is about to rain. In the next 20 minutes, it is going to rain. Why these people, they, they are so accustomed to the seasons, to the times. And, and then you would ask them, you know, how come? How come is it going to rain now? This is not rainy season. It's like, yes, I know, but, but there is something unusual happening. Because I can smell that there is going to be rain. And he will immediately get his cattle inside. He will immediately... Uh, ask for protection over the things that are 
exposed or kept outside the house and and lo and behold within a few minutes it is going to rain how how cool would it be if each and every one of us will see ourselves as farmers will see ourselves as wine growers you know a wine grower like we studied about this in in John chapter 15 a wine grower he will constantly be pruning the wine so and 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 directing redirecting the wine in in different directions and and making sure that this wine it doesn't grow wildly but it grows in a particular direction it grows in a way that there is maximum fruits maximum results out of this particular wine and each of us you know we may not be the owner of the entire vineyard but we still have a responsibility to to cut the vineyard and to shape the vineyard at the right places now i'm not going to spoon feed you into telling you you have to do this or do that or this is how you you know grow it rightly but you have to in your wisdom as the holy spirit gives you ability and understanding as you grow in your walk with god you have to come to a place where you you grow in your spiritual intelligence to understand okay this is where i am going wrong this is what i am doing wrong but this is this is how i am not helping the body of christ this is where i am being slack and it is because of me that the wine has been uh, that, that there is no wine it is because of me that the joy of people has dried up and and the bible says if the joy of the people have dried up then the farmers they need to wail and they need to weep because the apple trees the fruit trees everything the grape vines everything has dried up let's jump to verse 13 quickly it says dress yourselves in burlap and weep you priests wail you who serve before the altar come spend the night in burlap you ministers of my god for there is no grain or wine to offer at the temple of your god now we are stepping into the solution part of it okay now it's saying you farmers you who didn't take care of the field you who were responsible for the joy of the people to be dried up you have to wail and you have to despair and you have to cry out to god and you have to repent and you have to change your attitude change the attitude in your heart you cannot sit like nothing is going wrong and then it says in verse 13 now you need to change your dress you need to dress yourself in burlap and weep or you need to dress yourself in sackcloth the other version says you know dress yourself in Uh, in garments that are not comfortable take a, a step of faith and uh, and and get out of your comfort zone and weep all you priests and you will see this term all you priests and ministers you will see that coming through and through the book of joel you will we'll keep going back to the priests and the ministers the priests and the ministers you know we spoke about the bride now we are speaking about the farmers and then it goes back to saying all you priests you also have to weep because the the ministry of farming and the ministry of serving god the you know what was the job of the priests in the old testament their job was to serve god to minister unto god 
The job of the prophets, on the other hand, were, were to minister to people. They would hear from God and they will come back to minister to people. And it, it's saying that these farmers who are responsible for no fruit and no joy in the land and the priests who are responsible for ministering to God, both of them alike have to weep. Because one is responsible for the other. The lack of intimacy is, because, is why there is lack of fruit bearing. The lack of love for God, the lack of devotion and commitment in serving God is why there is lack of grain and wine in the presence of God in the land. And, in, and there is no, no, no uh, all the agriculture is going crazy and there is no uh, joy and there is no fruit bearing that is happening. And it says, hey, Come and spend the night in burlap, you ministers of my God. It is inviting us into a place before the altar. And he says, come and spend the entire night. Nights usually we would sleep, right? But it's inviting a, a group of people who, have, who are supposed to be, uh, you know, resting, you know, I mean, you should understand the, the priests in the Old Testament were the ones that usually never had any lack because all 11 tribes of Israel would make sure to take care of the priests. But now it's saying, hey, now the lack has reached the house of God, the temple of God. There is no grain and wine even in the temple of God. Now all you priests that serve before the altar, all of you guys have to weep and you have to weep into the night seasons. You have to weep in a season when there is no clarity, when there is no, when there is no voice of God, when there is no direction from God. You have to weep. And then it says, Hey, for there is no grain or wine to offer at the temple of your God. The same word we studied uh, yesterday and, and, and we studied how we have to be very um, intentional in in praying that the temple of God, the presence of the church, the body of Christ, there will be no lack. There will be no lack of worship. There will be no lack of word. There will be no, law, no lack of true wine, uh, sweet wine in the presence of God, in the, in the church. And, 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 and the solution that is given is that, hey, why don't you start weeping? Why don't you start wailing? Why don't you be in despair? And why don't you... Why don't, why don't you see yourself as a farmer who is responsible for the joy of God's people? Why don't you just change your perspective? You know, tonight we are in a season of fasting and worshipping. We are not necessarily in a season of fasting and praying. We are in a season of fasting and worshipping. You know, worship happens when we have a revelation of who God is. Worship happens when we have an understanding of what God is doing. And here the Lord is exposing lack in our life. The Lord is exposing areas of our life where we need to improve, where we need to grow and go to the next level. The Lord is saying where you are, you may think that you have enough, that you have, you have abundance, but the Lord is saying where you are right now, that is not enough. You need to go up higher. You need to climb up higher. You need to come up higher. You know, if you read the book of John, uh, Revelation, where John is experiencing these great revelations, and John is seeing Jesus himself, right? What can be greater than Jesus himself? What can be 
more important and more glorious than Jesus himself. But again, multiple times in the book of John, in the book of Revelation, you would see John being spoken to and saying, come up here. Hey, what can be higher than having a revelation of Jesus? And God is saying, hey, you you've no idea how much more I have got to offer you. Because when you go to the next level, you will understand that what you were experiencing on this level, the grain, the wine, the food, the, the blessings that you were experiencing at this level was not even, not even one hundredth of what God had in store for you in the next level. So, so can, I, can I invite you to travel with us as a team, as a team, you know, all of you that are in the worship team, as you come up, can you, can you see yourself as priests? that are going to minister to God, that are going to wail before the altar, that are going to weep before the altar saying, God, we want more. You know, may our prayers, may our worship become that desperate cry that says, Lord, we are not satisfied where we are. We, we are not satisfied with just 10% of results. We are not just satisfied with 5% of returns from this particular uh, uh, harvest we are not satisfied with little we want all and everything of what god has in store for us because compared to where god wants to take us the present situation of our lives is that the land is ruined the the fields are ruined the land is ruined the grapes have shriveled up from the inside the grapes have shriveled up the grain is gone the oil is running dry so so this morning this evening whenever you're watching wherever you're tuned in from can i encourage all of us to just just press on into the presence of god and there is nothing more beautiful than worship worship has a way of unlocking the heart of god when we when we worship him like nobody's business when we worship him like we we are sold out before God when we worship him like this is it this is this is all that I need this is all that I want when we worship him like that when we worship him saying God I'm not going to be distracted by the person sitting next to me I'm not going to be distracted by what I see on the screen or what I don't see on the screen I'm not going to be distracted by my 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 body, what is going on in my mind, what is going on at home. I'm not going to be distracted by anything else. Tonight, I am here to be part of a group of farmers, to be part of a group of priests, even those that are not on the stage. Can you see yourself as a priest? Can you see yourself as the royal priesthood? Can you see yourself as a, a minister standing before the altar, standing before the temple and saying, Lord, we want restoration. Lord, we want life where there is death. And when the priests, when they pray, they are not just praying for themselves. You know, in the Old Testament especially, the priests, they would represent an entire nation and they would pray and then they would worship. And, and today, you and I, we are the priests of God, but the people out there in the world, they do not have the same privilege, the same access, the same revelation that you and I have. So can we, as we worship, as we pray, as we declare, do not just highlight the brokenness that you yourself, that we ourselves have among us, but highlight what is lacking in our nation. Highlight what is happening 
in our families, in our cities, in our nation. And, and as you worship, you're not just worshiping for yourself. You're worshiping for the nation. You're worshiping for the fields outside. You're worshiping for the land that is lying desolate. You're worshiping and you're saying, Lord, restore the harvest. Restore your gathering. You you. You declared that this is going to be a season of a harvest, that you, this is going to be a season of gathering, that this is going to be a season where things will change. So we pray that you will restore that, Lord. So we pray that you will restore that, God. So we pray that you would restore that, God. Come on all over this place. Can we just can we just build can we just build up our hearts right now to 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 weep before the Lord? Can we be intentional about our worship before God? Can we be intentional about our cry? Can we become intentional about our desire, about our despair? Can we become intentional about about being placed as farmers in the house, in this house? Come on. You do not need a worship leader to coax you into worshiping God. All you need is to know your lack. All you need to know is, is that you need more of this Jesus. You need a touch from this Jesus. That is all that you need for you to be able to worship Him. Can you, can you push yourself? Can you, can you drive yourself into the presence of God? Can you be your own encourager tonight? Lord, tonight we are not just a bride that is seeking intimacy. Tonight we are a farmer. We are a group of farmers that are seeking fresh seeds. We are a group of farmers that are, that are seeking fresh direction. That are, that are seeking fresh understanding. That are seeking fresh strategies. Yes, tonight we are, we are expecting more of, of more revelations, God.